This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Ezekiel 3, 1 through 11. We don't speak very much from Ezekiel. I hope he doesn't mind feeling so neglected, but... Um, it's a great book. He was a great prophet. He was a great God, God of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. Ezekiel speaking. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. We're not talking about a cinnamon roll here. <laughs> We're talking about a scroll. And he said unto me, in verse three, he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, son of man, go get thee unto the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, for they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears and go. Get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, thus saith the Lord, whether they will hear 
or whether they will forbear. Now, a little bit of context. Ezekiel was a prophet. He was both a prophet and a priest to God. It was a prophet and a priest that God raised up during one of the darkest times in the history of the Jewish people. Ezekiel lived during the siege and the fall of, of Jerusalem, of Israel, to the Babylonians. Ezekiel spoke for God to the Jewish people before the fall and after the fall of Jerusalem. And God sent Ezekiel from Israel, from Jerusalem, to Babylon through a deportation. He was deported to Babylon. And so he spoke to the Jewish people who were the slaves in Babylon. So what we have in the book of Ezekiel are these first three chapters which are all consumed with God's calling to Ezekiel. Of all the writers in the Bible, he has the most dedicated to his actual calling to be God's spokesperson, to be God's ambassador to the Jewish people. And in chapter three, God now gets right to the heart of Ezekiel's calling with how, it's the how Ezekiel must do what he has to do to speak for God, to be qualified to speak to God for the Jewish people. It's what he has to do, and it's in verse one, where God says, eat this roll, and so speak unto the house of Israel. That's it. Ezekiel, in order for him to be a qualified ambassador for God, he had to eat that scroll, eat that paper, eat that papyrus. So God, first of all, when he starts off, he uses a term in Ezekiel 3, a number of times, God never calls Ezekiel by his name in his first few verses, but over and over and over again, God calls him son of man, son of man. When God called Ezekiel son of man, God was making a statement to Ezekiel. First of all, we have to realize that although your Bible probably says son of man throughout there, it doesn't say son of man in Hebrew, and normally that wouldn't make a big difference, but it does because in all the Bible, there's only one person who's called the Son of Man, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's called that in the book of Daniel, and it's the term that he chose, which was his favorite throughout the New Testament. But unfortunately, our English Bibles have called sinful men the Son of Man, because every place in the Old Testament that our English Bible translates Son of Man, in the Hebrew, it doesn't say Son of Man, it says Son of Adam, and they shouldn't have done that. They should have called me, but they didn't, so what can we do? So for Ezekiel to be called, as we should see it, son of Adam, was God reminding Ezekiel, Ezekiel, when I call you the son of Adam, I mean you are as weak as Adam who fell into sin. I mean you need salvation and redemption just as much as Adam did. You're a son of Adam. Ezekiel, you're no match for the devil, the demons, and those who are empowered by them, they'll eat you for lunch just like they did Adam, and you're just the son of Adam. You need to run to me for protection and strength. Ezekiel, take a good look at Adam. Take a look at Adam in his weakness. Take a look at Adam in his vulnerability. Look at Adam in his lost state. And remember, you're nothing more than the son of Adam and to run to me constantly for what you need. You need strength, you need protection, you need salvation, just as Adam did from his sins. That's you, Ezekiel, that's why you're the son of Adam. And that's the first message that's brought to Ezekiel by God in his calling of verse one. Never forget your weakness. Never go forward in your own strength. You need me, 
You're going to do something supernatural. You're going to stand against the whole country of rebels. And Ezekiel, you can't do this on your own strength. You are just the son of Adam. And so it's a reminder that God is saying essentially to Ezekiel what the Lord Jesus said in John 15, 5, John 15, 5, when he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, without me, Ezekiel, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. That's why God can look at each one of us here individually and say, I see a son of Adam. I see a daughter of Adam. I see children of Adam. That's why when we present ourselves to the Lord, our first statement should be, Lord, I am a son of Adam. Lord, I am a daughter of Adam, which means that without you, I can do nothing. In verse one, when he says, eat this roll, this is a roll that God gave him, written with words on both sides of the papyrus there. It was a roll. And he said, eat this. And the picture that we're seeing there when he says, eat this roll, is that God is holding out his hand with the roll in there. And as he's handing it, he's saying, hey, Ezekiel, here's this roll with my words on it. And I'm handing this roll to you. So reach out your hand, Ezekiel, and take this roll out of my hand. Take it from me, Ezekiel. Take it out of my hand. And so that picture of God holding the roll in his hand with his words written there is so important for us to see because there's one word that God uses in verse one and other places when he says, eat that thou findest. He said, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, he says in verse one. God is handing the roll to Ezekiel. He said, eat this roll. And he uses the word find to describe how Ezekiel is going to take the role. So God uses the word find to describe how Ezekiel is going to take the role. God didn't use the word take. He didn't say, take this role, Ezekiel, out of my hand. He's describing it. He doesn't say in verse 1, eat that thou takest, eat this role. It's very significant that instead of using the word take, God uses the word find when he says in verse 1, Eat that thou findest, eat this roll. So that's a point that God's making there. And the point that God is making is that he's saying to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, when you get this roll from God's hand, it's gonna be a finding experience for you. Not a taking experience, but a finding experience. And that difference between taking and finding describes how we receive truths in the Bible. When you and I come to the Bible, we read the Bible, we study the Bible, we memorize the Bible, we meditate on the Bible, all because we're in a search. We're in a search in the Bible. We do all these things with the, with the Bible because we are searching, we are looking for, we are hunting for truths that will help us in the Bible, hidden truths, truths that are gonna change our souls, truths that are gonna guide us in life, truths that are gonna delight us inside of us, they're gonna give us joy and assurance. We're searching for, we're looking for, we're hunting for all those hidden truths that are gonna benefit us in the Bible. And when we find them, we say, I found this truth. I found this truth I was searching for. I found this truth I was looking for. I found this truth I was hunting for. So we use the term found to express what we are finding in the Bible because we wanted to find, which is the word that God used in verse one when he said, eat that thou findest. And what we learn from this picture in verse one of God holding out his hand with the roll and Ezekiel that he's gonna find the roll. And while we think what we think, 
Oh, Ezekiel found the role. That's what God said. We think, oh, we found the truths in the Bible. No, no, no. Ezekiel found that role because it was in God's hand. It was stretched out to him. We find the truths in the Bible because God has his hand stretched out to us. He's holding those truths out to us, and we think we found them, and we did. So the picture for us is that when we come to the Bible searching, God is holding out his hand to us with the Bible truths that he wants to give us. And the reason we find those Bible truths is the same reason why Ezekiel found that role. It was in his hand stretched out to him. It was in God's hand stretched out to him. He found it. And the reason we find those Bible truths and that bless our soul is because God's hand is handing them out to us. And we say, look what I found. Look what I found in the Bible. We should say, look what God handed to me in the Bible. And the only reason we find God's words is because he's handed them to us. And we say, when we say we found God's word, it's exactly like the prophet Jeremiah, another prophet, similar time. Another prophet, Jeremiah, said about God's words, again, in this darkest time, not only in Israel's history, but in Jeremiah's life. In the darkest time of Jeremiah's life, Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 15, 16, Jeremiah 15, 16, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. That word is a strong statement of how God's words are provided to Ezekiel, to us, and to Jeremiah. Just as Ezekiel found the words, didn't write them, he didn't write them, he didn't invent them, he didn't imagine those words, Those were words that God gave him. We don't invent the word of God. We don't dream up the word of God. We don't imagine them. They're sent to us. They're sent to us. They come from his hand. We found the words of God because unseen to us, God is handing them to us. Eat that thou findest, in verse one. Then we see in verse one how God is handing his words to Ezekiel. And now from this one word that God uses twice, In this verse, we see how Ezekiel is to receive, how it is that he is to receive these words. And that word that's used twice is eat. Eat, he says in verse one. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll. So what a picture that is for us. God is hanging Ezekiel the scroll with his words written on it. And again, God tells Ezekiel, eat it. Eat the scroll. It's almost as if Ezekiel would say to God, Eat? Eat the scroll that you're handing to me? You mean I'm supposed to open my mouth? You mean I'm really supposed to open my mouth and put that scroll in my mouth and chew it and swallow it and take it deep into my body? Is that what you mean? We say, eat? And God says, yes. And then God says, I'll elaborate. I'll elaborate. So in verse three, God elaborates. And he said unto me, son of man, verse three, he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. So God is answering Ezekiel, and he says, yes, Ezekiel, you heard me right. I mean for you to take the scroll from my hand, open your mouth, put the scroll in your mouth, chew it, swallow it, fill your body with it. That's the what I'm wanting you to do. Eat is how God asked Ezekiel to receive God's words. And God chose this, this symbol of eating on purpose and very intentional because he wanted Ezekiel to internalize the word of God to the point where Ezekiel would say, 
eat the word of God. To the point where we would say, we eat the word of God in the sense that we search for it like we're searching for food when we're hungry. You've been there. I've been there. I'm an expert on food, by the way. When you're searching for food when you're hungry, we all know what that's like to be hungry. We all know what it's like to throw open that refrigerator and search every shelf and what's behind every drawer or the freezer for something to eat. When you and I are hungry like that, it's not a casual look. Well, I think I'll see what's in the refrigerator. No, we're the lion on the Serengeti. We're looking for something to eat because we're hungry. We're driven by hunger. And we're searching because we're driven by hunger. And that's how God wants us to search in the Bible. Search by being driven by hunger. That's what he said in Isaiah 55.1. Isaiah 55.1. Ho, everyone that's thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy, eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk. Without money, without price. David described it in Psalm 42.1. Psalm 42.1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Job described it. Job described it, the word of God in this context of eating. He said in Job 23.1, Job 23.12, sorry. Job 23.12, he said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I like eating. I like eating. That's why I wear this jacket. I wear this jacket to hide the fact that I'm fat because I like eating, right? As a matter of fact, that's why I say I consider myself an expert on eating. Can you ask me? We eat the word of God in the same sense that of eating food. First, there is that point of admission into our mouth. We look at it and say, I'm not putting that in my mouth, no. We look at it and say, that's going to my mouth. So there's this point of admission, which means that we admit it in. And it's very much like Philippians, Philippians 4.8, Philippians 4.8, which says, finally, brethren, Think about yourself as looking at some food. Here's some cheese, you know, here's some chocolate, you know, here's some meat. You're looking at it all over. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. Look at all this food. I'm gonna eat that, I'm gonna eat that, that, that. I'm not gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that. He says, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, he says, admit that into your mind. Admit that into your mouth. Think on those things. We eat the word of God in the sense that we study the word of God. We understand the word of God. Like uh, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We eat the word of God in the sense that we remember it. We remember the word of God, whatever method you might use for memorizing. Maybe you read it a bunch of times. Maybe you study it so much, it just gets implanted in your mind. Or maybe you go, it said and, not but, said so. And, and, you, and you might stand up here and recite it if you're young. We remember the word of God in the sense that we memorize it. And when Peter thought about his death, Peter was thinking about his impending death, and he said, I'm working harder and harder because I know I'm going to die, and here's what I'm working on. I want to be sure that you, the flock, remember the words of God after I die. So he said in 2 Peter 1.14, 2 Peter 1.14, knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me, moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. 
Always a remembrance. This remembering the word of God is the picture of a squirrel. I think of it like a squirrel. A squirrel that goes and gathers up the nuts from the tree, trees that fall down there, and he goes to his special little places and digs those holes, those secret burying places that he remembers, and he hopes no other, no other squirrel sees him doing it. But he remembers it so that when he's hungry, he's going to go back to that place where he buried those nuts. He's going to go back to that secret place. He's going to dig them up. And so that's what we do. When we find a wonderful Bible truth, we're like the squirrel. We, we, we remember where in the Bible that verse is. And when we're in need, just like that squirrel, we go back to that verse. And it feeds us. And we dig it up. And it gives us comfort and guides us and feeds our souls in time of a need. And just like, when we're, just like when we're tempted to sin, like that squirrel, we hide the word of God in our hearts. And when in the future, when it really comes down to the fire of, of temptation to sin, at that time, we go dig up that verse. And this is David said in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, 11, Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. When he's tempted to sin, he'll go dig that up again because he hid it there. When we eat the word of God, we meditate on it. We meditate it like a cow that's chewing its cud. You're turning it over, over and over in the mouth, over again, one stomach to the next, the mouth, back and forth, over in our minds so that we can get every spiritual nutrient out of the word. So in the Psalm 1, 1, Psalm 1, 1, 1, 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the sinners, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. His delight, his delight, is in the law of his God, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Joshua was told, Joshua was told in Joshua 1a, Joshua 1a, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Talk about it all the time, Joshua but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That's your key, Joshua. That's how you're going to be talking about it all the time because you're going to be thinking, meditating on it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then shalt thou make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. When we meditate on the word of God, it is without any reservation. No reservation, no hesitation. We meditate with a complete surrender to the word of God with an attitude of have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded and still. That's what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.15. 1 Timothy 4.15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. No reservation, no hesitation. No holding back. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. We eat the word of God in the sense that we admit it into our mouths, in the sense that we chew it for meditation, in the sense that we desire it, that we desire it. The, um, I have this juice that I drink every day so I don't get cancer coming back. And uh, Gerson juice. And uh, at first, it was a little rough, kind of sour, and uh, has sour sop in it, has watercress in it, has some things in it that's a little hard. But I kept drinking that and drinking that and drinking that juice because I knew I needed to. Didn't want cancer to come back. I kept drinking that juice until I got to like it. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.